Welcome to the Chasing Thoughts podcast. Chasing Thoughts was founded by strangers, two life coaches who met on TikTok and shared the desire to create a different kind of life coaching podcast. Instead of talking about how to do it right, the Chasing Thoughts podcast explores embracing our true essence to find a deeper sense of purpose and fulfillment. Life coaches Keith and Mindy take a unique approach that transcends popular notions of perpetual happiness and striving relentlessly to become one's ideal self. Listen in as Mindy, Keith, and their guests take a deep dive into their own minds and souls to investigate the beauty of imperfection, challenge their beliefs, and embrace the richness of living a truly authentic life. Hi, my name is Keith, and I'm a strategic interventionist and stoner-spirited life coach. Hi, my name is Mindy, and I am an authenticity empowerment coach. Welcome to Chasing Thoughts. Okay. Hey. How you doing? (laughs) Pretty good. How have your uh, last two weeks been? Uh, They've been interesting. Um... I, I feel like I'm in this stage of growth that's that's still very, very uncomfortable. Um, but it's a whole new stage, so it's it's pretty cool. Like, and you've been such an inspiration uh, seeing every time I open up my socials and your face is like the first thing there. Um, and it's like it feels like you put up hundreds of clips a day. Um, so I'm like, okay, i'm I'm putting up one. Uh, I need to I need to start going a little bit harder with this thing. So, yeah, so I'm I'm really starting to work on that now and then sort of figuring out how to do sort of time management with some projects that I have, you know, like where it's okay to put everything else on the back burner and knock out this one thing, you know, whereas before I was trying to do everything, a little bit of everything every day. Um, and that just didn't work out for me at all. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, it is so much to manage all the things that you need to do for a business. And for me, I'm so excited about it right now. And I think you're the same way. Like you want to read all this stuff. You want to write all this stuff. Yes. And so my husband said like, are you pressuring yourself to work too much? And I said, no, you don't understand. It's like, my heart has all these blogs it wants to write and all these videos it wants to do. And I can't get to it fast enough. But like, yeah, like there's so much like that wants to be discussed and flow out of me and, And that's a cool kind of passion. And even when I was previously life coaching, you know, back in like 2010, I designed workshops and, you know, did talks and stuff, but I didn't feel the same passion that I feel now. It's, it's something new is cultivating in me. And that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because it's, I'm the same way. Like I I always end my night with reading something and I've been going through some uh, Joe Dispenza books on like evolve the brain and, and stuff. And I, absolutely love it and my my list of books that I want to read just keeps getting longer and longer (laughs) so then I start feeling almost like defeated a little bit like I don't have time to do all of everything that I want to do you know so um but yeah I just it's not like a like a drive where I'm pushing myself there's just I just want to know everything and I want to know it now you know so Totally yeah. can relate to that. And that's, it's fun, but you still have to, or I should say, I still have to remember balance. And it's actually, yeah. I'm, I'm glad this came up because 
this is kind of what we're going to talk about today. And one of the things I realized, so it was interesting because my week, like I just didn't feel very good all week. Like mm -hmm. physically, I felt kind of bad. And emotionally, I felt kind of bad, just, bleh, you know, but my well-being felt better than ever. Like if you asked how Ooh. I was doing, I'd be like, oh man, every day is getting better. I'm getting closer to who I really am. Like I really felt good, even though all this like surface stuff was happening that wasn't so good. Right. And so when I like sat down to kind of like think about what we were going to talk today and stuff, I thought, I'm so curious what's going to come up today because even I am sort of at this place where like, I don't know what it is that's cultivating this. And so like, let's look and find out. And when I, you know, I was kind of thinking about it and I, the first thing I came up with was like balance. Right. And that's what we're talking about with this. It doesn't matter how much passion I have. Like my nervous system needs to rest. Yes. And a nervous system that's out of whack can't be well, like well-being doesn't exist in with that. Right, right. So I'm like, okay, well, that's a key piece. And yeah, so I'm curious where else our conversation takes us today on well-being, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like everything, even even with how you how you edited the video and everything, like I, I was watching videos and like, how do I put a picture up? Because I tried to upload it into Canva and it was like, Canva was like, yeah, no, dude, this is like way too big. Uh, so I'm like, all right, you got to do it on iMovie, I guess. And I'm like, how do you, and then I'm seeing all this stuff like, oh, this is how you put a picture up. This is how you like put text up. And I'm like, all right, I want to do all this stuff, you know, and like just going and going and going. I had all this energy and it was the same thing. Like this week, I, I've just been incredibly tired mm. for, for no reason, yep. you know? Um, and then of course, like I'm a hypochondriac. So I'm like, I'm going to have a heart attack, you know, something like that. Or my heart's failing. You know, my wife's just like, just shut up, dude, just, just rest, you know, and then get back to work. But yeah, it's that, it's that balance, especially when you, when there's this passion mm -hmm. that pushes us so strong, like we have to reel it in. And that's what I started thinking of um, was like sort of the dark side of self-care. And that's where I thought of like the stick. I want to get like a when we edit it, I want to get like a sticker of like Darth Vader, like welcome to the dark side of self-care, you know? Um, totally. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes self-care can be, can be painful, but good. Yeah. I find myself sort of, I'm bouncing back and forth right now. So it's, I'll do self-care, like I'll work out, I'll go for a walk in nature, right? I eat right. And then I get super passionate. I dive into something. I don't eat right. I don't move from my desk all day. I do this. And then it's like back, I keep going back and forth and sort of waiting for it to even out more, right? Because right now, obviously I'm trying to get it, but I just don't have it yet. Yeah, yeah, same, same place. Absolutely same play. And, and it's funny too, because especially since we started like talking and decided to do this, I've gotten more people reaching out to me. Um, like I made, I made a video of, of, you know, whenever I feel like, like Sandy, my wife, if she's like feeling a little off, like I'm always like, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, you know? And apparently I was told, like in one of the comments of the video that, yeah, we don't, we don't like when, when you guys do that to us. So I'm like, dude, where were you like a week ago? Cause like, I already got called to the principal's office and Sandy sat me down and was like, quote it out. Um, but then she like reached out and she's like, Hey, I'm a life coach. I, I think I want to help you with this. And I was like, 
no way I'm a life coach too. Like, let's talk. And she's just starting off, you know, and has like all these um, insecurities that I saw that I had, you know, in my videos and stuff. And I'm getting more people now. It feels like I'm attracting more people that, that I want, you know, Um, like, it's just, I, I'm still like blown away how, how we've met and started this where we haven't been talking. And then even, even since the last time we've, we've like texted maybe like once or twice. Yep. And so we have no idea what's going on, what we're thinking about this. There's no planning, nope. you know, and it's just going to be straight conversation. So I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I do too. I really love that. And it's funny that you said that because I've noticed the same thing, even in what videos are appearing in my feed, they're all really investigative and people who are more similar to us and really here to know what the human experience is about. So it's like my vibe has gone, you know, to a different level where it's attracting a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is so cool to see that happening. Yeah. Very, very cool. So before we get too far in, I want to read just what the request was. So we are, I posted the video on my Facebook and someone said, um, you said at the end of your podcast, what were ideas or suggestions about topics for future podcasts? I think it would be awesome to hear your perspective on how to cultivate and ensure personal well-being and what well-being is. And I thought that was a really great question, especially just like, what is well-being? Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. And there's this whole like list of words I call marshmallow words. And I always try to define them with my clients because even something like the word friend, if I say, do you want to be friends? What that means to you is to- totally different, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think we have all these words that we use with each other. And then we don't really have a shared understanding of even what a word means. So of course, misunderstanding in the next step, right? So I thought, how perfect, like, let's just start with like, what well-being is. And so this morning, I looked it up on the dictionary, merriamwebster.com, and it said something like a state of happiness. And I was all, nope, I don't know. Dictionary, dictionary, you're wrong. I don't think that's what it is. Uh, so that was kind of a funny place to start. And I did a little bit more reading on the internet and sort of looking at, you know, like what did the ancient philosophers, you know, think about well-being? And it's just a real interesting concept. What did you come up with when you sort of thought about it? Yeah. So I was thinking the same thing. I was like, all right, let's, let's go to the dictionary, find out. And and then I'm like, but wait, no. I want to do that. Like, cause you know, I, I, you know, you can get this generic thing, you know, cause every time I look up a word in the dictionary, it, it says, see this word and then see this. And I'm like, just give me the definition, man. Um, and then I was just thinking like, okay, well it's well-being is just being well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that sent me on this whole track. Cause like, what does it mean to, to be well? And sometimes being well means doing things for yourself that you don't want to do that are going to cause some pain. You know, um, I immediately go to, to exercise, working out, you know, like I I don't like doing it. Um, but I know I have to, you know what I mean? Cause like when I get into the the places where I'm not, or even when I do, as soon as I'm done, like I, I feel amazing. 
um I just started this whole like cold shower experiment thing, you know, that oh, everybody yeah. about. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this out. I every time I do it, I think this is gonna be the time. Like I'm gonna stroke out. I'm gonna like the cold water is gonna hit me, and I'm gonna collapse, like you know, in the shower, and then it's gonna be over because I'm trying to take a dumb cold shower. But when when I'm done, I feel amazing. So sometimes like well-being is about doing the things that might, might cause pain and discomfort in the moment, but in the long run, in the long term, it's going to create something better for you. Yeah, absolutely. I had as one of the things on my list, positive habits as part of like what well-being is, which is exactly what you're saying. And the way I thought of it is my physical body it's kind of like a machine. If I exercise, it's like pushing the dopamine button that comes out, right? If I spend time close with people and hugging my family, my chemical oxytocin comes out, right? Like it's, there's this very structured A plus B equals C thing happening here. Yeah. And what's funny about it is that I mentally understand it, right? I have a good experience like you. I get off the treadmill, I feel great. And yet it's still challenging to do. Yes. And that part is really curious to me because I go, I don't, I understand it. I physically like feel good when I do it. What's happening here? Like why the struggle with the dark side of self-care? Why is it so hard? Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I wonder if there is, because uh, I was thinking about this last night, I was working on some stuff. And and I think before, because I see all these people like they they say like, oh, you know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, he gets up at 4am. And so everyone's like, I'm waking up at 4am. And, and I woke up at 4am a couple times, and I did not gain muscles, you know, and, and I didn't become rich and a movie star, you know, and I'm like, all right. So it's, I, I, it's, I think it's the intention behind what we're doing so like the habits themselves or the behaviors almost like the um the symptoms uh, that are going on but it's the intention that is driving it's the root thing so that intention i think is is massive and i think one of the things with um well-being that needs to be underlining everything is is that self-discipline yeah for every morning to say I don't want to work out, but I'm going to work out. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And you reminded me of a girl's TikTok video I saw. I'll see if I can find it and link it below to give her credit because she was talking about not only the discipline, right? That's going into action, but also the story you're telling yourself about it. So the difference between saying like, I have to get on the gym and, you know, eat something healthy for breakfast because I'm fat because people don't write like some sort of negative story versus being like, oh, I love you body. Of course, I'm going to give you the most healthy things you need. Like, come on. Yep. You're going to feel so good. And being in this loving story as you move through like the discipline, the action piece of it. And I thought that was brilliant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Since we're both about authenticity and stuff and vulnerability goes with that. I got a story. Um, I've only told one other person and uh, my brother. And so of course it's it, his job just to completely annihilate me and make, make fun of me. So I, I got up to when I was like really depressed and everything, I got up to like 300 pounds. Right. So I went from like 160 up to 300 and I always had cookies, like waiting to go, you know? Um, and 
so I, when, when I started learning about sort of how our brain is designed to move away from pain and towards pleasure, I was like, all right, it's the story I'm telling myself, you know, because I'm telling myself those cookies are pleasurable now. Yes. Right. Even though when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to, it's going to be pain. You know, I'm going to be like, why did I do that? Like, cause I'm, I, I'm not going to lose anything now, stuff like that. So I would start looking, I would open up the cabinets and I would look, I would stare at the cookies and um, like in that, uh, what was it? The movie Dodgeball where uh, Ben Stiller would look at a donut and he would shock himself. I'm like, yeah. all right, let's see if this works. You know? So I'm looking at the cookies and I'm like, when I don't have these, I am going to feel so amazing tomorrow. And I would sit there for like t- five, 10 minutes, staring at the cookies, telling myself, like, I feel so dumb t- telling the story right now, yeah. but just like when, when tomorrow morning, I'm going to feel amazing. I'm going to feel just healthier. I'm going to feel more energy. You know, I'm going to have lost weight, which is like the goal and stuff. But if I have them now, and then I would go through all the pain that I would be feeling. So trying to, you know, rewire the brain to see not having them as, as pleasure and having them as painful. And within like, I don't know, several months, I lost like 50 pounds. Um, and I was just like, I just did that. It wasn't like, I'm like a starvation diet. You know, I didn't do like keto or, you know, any, I was like, I just yelled at the cookies. That's all I did. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love that story. Yeah. I love it. Cause it's funny, but also because I've seen over and over in my life and my clients that your story has so much power and also that you know, I'm always thinking like, okay, what, what's my brain? What's my consciousness? What's my soul? Like when I hear voices and thoughts and feelings, like how is it all happening? Right. And with the brain, I realize more and more, it's kind of like a dog. It's like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Like it's a constant doer. Right. And it's totally trainable and it wants to make me happy, but you have like the other me conscious me has to be the one to train it. Otherwise it will just take over the show Yes. Just like a dog would run amok in your house, right? Like that's just its function. It just has all, that's just what it does. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And w- when we got our dog and we started training, I, I realized like, I'm just a dog, you know, yeah, it's just totally. <laughs> rewarding the good stuff and, and, you know, not necessarily punishing the bad, you know what I mean? Cause then that just can drive more of the negative feelings and stuff like that. But you know, really rewarding, you know, the, the good, the good things that happen, you know, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and taking a hundred percent responsibility, which is something yes. you talked about last time, right? For some reason, there's something happening in our humanness that wants to blame, that that doesn't want to admit that we have so much power, right? It's like that, um, you know, the poem that's really famous. Our uh, deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure right? Yes. And, yeah. and there's a reluctance to picking up this power of being in control of our own self and our own life. It's fascinating. It's so yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. That that's normally the biggest, like, I don't want to say fight, but you know what I mean? Like the biggest fight I have with new clients is yes. convincing them of that. And it's really, I can't convince them. It's when they start to see it. Yep. You know, when they start to see it, they're like, oh my God, you know, you were right. Like, you know, it just, it blows their mind. Um, but yeah, and I, I think it goes back 
to that pain, pain versus pleasure principle again, like where it, it's to take that responsibility or, or even to recognize that amount of power means that what happens in our lives, it's not our fault, right? but it's our responsibility, yes. you know, um, it almost, and, and it feels so cold saying it, it almost doesn't matter what's happened, you know, because of course it, it does matter, like horrible things happen and you have to feel all those emotions and go through the stages of grief and all that. But it happened, it's set in stone just, just because it happened. And now it's our responsibility. What are we going to do with that? Is that going to be something that is going to imprison us and limit us? Or is that going to be something that is going to just pump life into us? And that's why I've always believed that like PTSD can become the strongest part of our foundation. You know, um, somebody that has been through something horrific and traumatic, and then they use that as a foundation that they can stand on, what can move you? You know, I mean, you talk about a, a rock of a foundation. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I came across this article the other day and it was about post-traumatic growth. And I thought, oh my gosh, Ooh. I've never heard that term. And I'm in love with it because that's my personal experience is that yeah. my traumas, they, they carved me into who I am. And I don't think I'd have it any other way. Like, yeah, it wasn't good to go through. Yeah, heck yeah, I don't want to go through it again. No freaking way. Yeah. Also, I appreciate the results. Yeah, yeah. I would not change. And I haven't had a, a, a rough lot, you know, when I look back on it, but there were parts that were traumatic. And, you know, and even Victor Frankel and Edith Egger, they talk about how there's not a hierarchy to trauma. Nope. You know, so whatever we feel, we feel a hundred percent, but I wouldn't change anything. Like I look back and I, I wish I didn't go to the church that I went to that created this sort of chameleon identity where I was always wrong and always taking on the, the uh, personifications of other people. But if I didn't do that, if I didn't go there, I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have had my kids. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be in this spot today because yep. there would be nothing that would have pushed me to get here to be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, kind of going back to well-being, like this is a key point of well-being. Like I'm just realizing as we're talking about it, like gratitude and finding gratitude. Another piece of a poem I love, I think it's Mary Oliver, Oliver but I'm not sure I'll look and put it below, is someone once gave me a box of darkness and it took me years to realize that that too was a gift. And it's like, oh, that just feels so good. Oh, right? Like yeah. you can feel the power in that, that as we heal and we find gratitude in things, then if that's that feeling of well-being where you're like, I'm okay. Yes. It, right? It doesn't matter if it's bad or good. I'm okay. I, I yes. know how to grieve. I know how to handle negative emotions. Like I trust myself and my resilience. Yes. I, I think that, boom, I think you just nailed it. I think that is the definition of well-being. It's not, it's not everything going good. It's not our external cir circumstances dictating a happiness, you know, like walking into a surprise party every day you come home from work, you know what I mean? But it's no matter what comes, I was thinking about it last night where for, for me, like 
the the PTSD drove me to this need of control where I had to know every any any anything that popped up during my day that wasn't expected. Even if it was something like driving my daughter home from the dentist one day, it wasn't expected. Um, and I was just like, I can't, like my day's done. It, it literally took an hour and I hung out with my daughter. Like who, who can say that that's bad, but my day was ruined because I was not in control and I didn't expect it. And now that I'm on this other side of it, I'm realizing now that I have control of myself, I don't need control of everything else. You know, I almost don't even want control of everything else. You know, that's part of the adventure of life, all these different things that come, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. I think that is the perfect definition of well-being right there. Yeah. And I think like you said, when you are able to stay in that space, which we'll talk about in a minute, because that's challenging, right? You go in and out of that space, right? I I love board games. I like a nerd dork, like we'll set out a board game that takes up the whole table and friends and I will play it for like eight hours, right? Like I'm that kind <laughs> of nerd, you know? And so when I think about life, it's, that's what it's like. It's like a game. It's like, okay, I'll take the uh, family deck and with it, I take the risk deck for families and we'll play this out and, oh, I'll take the career. Like you get to choose oh. these things and then navigate like the negative aspects of it. And, but it really is a game because and I think you said this last week, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. And like letting go of meaning, which seems like would cause depression or something, but it, for me, it actually makes me feel better. Like it's not the meaning of life to make so much money or have a certain job or all these pressures that I previously put on myself. I'm like, I don't need those. That's not what it's yeah. about. It's about the play, right? The interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we talked about last time a little bit, like how, how we, we are, how the universe experiences itself, yes. you know, but then in the society that we live in that even like this whole abundance mindset, I'm like, why can't we just have a content mindset? You know what I mean? Why does it have to be abundance? I want more. I want more. Yeah. In fact, like I have my dresser in my room, there's a drawer that's missing. Um, it's about 30 years old at this point. And my wife's like, when are you getting a new, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting a new dresser. Cause there's all stickers all over the front of it that when my kids were like from five until they were like 12 would come in and they get a sticker, like a heart sticker from school. And they'd put it on my dresser. Like I, I want to be buried in that thing. You know what I mean? It means so much to me. I don't need somebody walk in and be like, wow, you have a beautiful bedroom. Like, I don't care about that stuff. You know, right. like that dresser to me is priceless, right. you know, and it's just that contentment with what we have instead of always being pushed to buy more and to gain more, you know, because I think that works completely against well-being for us because then we always feel like we're lacking something. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that, that the sort of, I would say capitalism has programmed us in a way that does not serve us as human beings. Not, yeah, not at all. And I struggle with it all the time because it's so deeply woven into who I am. And I think plus for me, because I experienced a lot of poverty as a child and didn't mm. have things. And, you know, there was this life I saw everybody else living that I wanted to be a part of. And 
so to it was like I was poor but not on my terms I didn't have control over it when I was a kid right and now I find myself going back more to like simple living slow living last night I sewed my pants because they had a bunch of holes in them my hiking pants and my husband's <laughs> like I can get you new hiking pants and I'm like why like right right you know and as I go back into that place out of choice this time it feels really good. And it's actually part of the adventure. Like we were talking about the game, like, oh, honey, I saved $5 on chicken or, oh, like trying to live simply and easy. It's actually feels good. Yeah. It feels more aligned, more true. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, the majority of our, of our existence, we were hunter gatherers, you know, we didn't have very, the only possessions we had, we can carry. You know, and now if we had to up and leave, like, I mean, it would be devastating. You know, we'd all have to, I mean, U-Haul would, you know, stock for U-Haul would go through the roof because we would all have to be driving around in U-Haul trucks everywhere. But yeah, they they were able to just get up, pack Mm -hmm. their stuff up, put it on their backs and then walk off to the next spot, you know? Um, And that was, we're talking 200,000 years of of human existence. And now since what, about 3,000 years ago, we were in this industrial age and, and everything where now it's, we're convinced we need more and more and more and more and more. And it, it's just not working. I mean, yeah. and plus just taking all those resources from, from the earth and seeing now where, you know, half of the earth is on fire, you know, at some point, and then the floods going on and, you know, everywhere, like things are changing. Yeah. I think like make a note at a future episode, I'd love to talk about that. Like, as the world falls apart, how do you manage your well-being? That'll be like segment two of this, like, because the world's in a weird place right now, right? And I think a lot of people struggle of like, how do I stay engaged with the news? How do I impact climate change? What, right? So, well, I'll make a note of that. We'll put it aside, but um, yeah, what else do you do? do? So we said exercise and gratitude like what else do you do to stay in that space of like I trust myself I got this I am grounded so I I started reading um this guy's name is Sadhguru um it's S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U um and I absolutely like fell in love with him everything everything he says like his even like his videos he's so funny um so calm, so collected. And man, I got, I got involved in um, thinking about him and and I'm like, (laughs) I completely lost my answer. (laughs) I do that all the time. All right. So, um, oh, so, so for me, the biggest, the biggest anchor that I have is, is gratitude. Yeah. And I take it to, um, almost like an extreme, you know? So I, I, I love learning about nature, about space, about like everything. Um, and one of the things that I learned was that trees are master chemists. Mm. So I'm thinking like a tree is just, it's a piece of wood, you know, it's get some leaves. Yeah. It's, it's alive. It's organic, but it's not alive. Like, no, it's actually alive. It's a conscious, thing it's just its consciousness runs on so slow that we we don't we don't see it as that but a bug that has ne- the tree has never come across can it can bite on the leaf 
the tree will analyze the saliva from the bug and then either create a chemical that'll repel the bug or um, attract its natural predator. And that goes on right outside my window. So a lot of times, like if I'm feeling down, like I'll just go look at a tree, you know, and just be like, this tree is an ancient wisdom. You know, it is a master at what it does. And then learning about the mycelium network and how nature just talks to each other. So I use gratitude and then I wrap it in the miracles of, of this world. You know, there's a star system and I forget exactly how far it is away, but it's a binary star system and a big one and a small one. And they're, and they're, and they're evolving or ro rotating around each other. And they're close enough where they pull gas away from each, like from itself, but they're far enough away where they're, they won't collide for like a very, very, very long time. But there's an 800 million mile bridge of fire that, because the gases pull towards each other, they hit and they ignited an 800 mile bridge of fire out there in space. And then I'm thinking, yeah, like my car just broke down or something, you know, and it's an easy <laughs> fix or whatever, like, or I got to go get an oil change or I got to go to the dentist. And I'm like, there's an 800 million mile bridge of fire. Shut up, dude. Like that is the coolest thing in the world. So I just, I keep my, I try to keep my mind wrapped around the miracles that happen around us every second of every day. Yeah. And that's been changing for me, life-changing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny because I was going to say that for me, it's really related to like authenticity and needs and knowing yeah. what I need. And going back to that question all throughout the day, like, I feel annoyed. What do I need right now? Right? Like, because anytime a negative emotion is presenting itself, usually it's pointing to an area where your needs aren't getting met. So really just using that as an investigation, getting clear on what I need, and then having the courage to ask the people who are involved in my life, hey, I'd really like to experience this, right? And that helps me stay in that state, right? Where I feel like in control of my life and but what was funny about it that relates to what you said is I started thinking like, okay, so what are my core needs for like being Mindy? What does that mean? And one of them was magic. I, I'm like, Ooh. the world that's sold to us is so styrofoamy and square. Like you said, like buy the milk, check the oil. Da, 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 da. And I don't believe humans are meant to be that. We're meant to be like combined with the magic of the tree and the magic of the stars and in harmony with this like greater really cool freaking thing that's happening in all of life and yet we've just like separated ourselves said i'm better like <laughs> humanity right yes yes and we're suffering because of it and so i'm always looking for ways how do i cultivate that like how do i cultivate magic in my life and like we talked about in the very beginning knowing when I reach a certain vibration, magic's going to start finding me too, right? And that's how it works. And um, how cool is that? But, you know, not quite there yet, still trying to just investigate how to live in this world where I have to work a job and I have to pay my mortgage <laughs> and also bring the energy of magic. And I, I don't know how to get that balance yet. I I absolutely love, because I'm I'm the same way. Like even the books that I read, like when I read fiction and everything, that's how I would start my morning, like some coffee and a good fiction book. Um, magic, I've always been drawn to that. 
drawn to people that could create worlds. And, and the more I'm, I'm waking up, the more I'm growing, the more I'm seeing that that's what we are. We are magical, um, you know, divine, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But I, I love the word magic. Um, yeah. And it's almost like, like right now, we're like we're in this place where we've gotten our letter from Hogwarts. So we know it's real. You know what I mean? But it's like, we're not there yet. We haven't taken our classes yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> oh, I love that analogy so much. That's so great. Right. I know it exists. I, I wonder what it's going to be like when I learn to play inside that sphere of magic more. Right. Yeah. 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 So can I, all right. Because this is a, this is a part I, I struggle with. Can I talk about some substances I use? Oh, for, yeah, 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 totally. So um, it was it was actually funny. My doctor advised me to start um, trying psilocybin, mm -hmm. which completely shocked me. You know, my primary care physician is like, do mushrooms, and I'm like, wait, aren't you supposed to give me like Prozac or something like that? Like, she's like, no, no, I want you to start doing psilocybin. So she wanted me to go to the VA. When I went to the VA for it, they just kind of laughed at me about it. I was like, yep, no, we're not doing that because they would lose so much money on their annual budget if they got rid of a lot of the meds or if people started getting better. That's a yeah, different story. But I uh, I started make, making this practice where once a month I go into the woods. Um, I have my secret spot in the woods um, and, and I'll just use psilocybin, you know, and I just sit there and the amount of love and connection and, and neuroscientists is tracked. Like when you use hallucinogenics like that, it, it really operates in a part of your brain that works with connection. Um, so I feel connected to everything. I feel like every tree, every, every piece of ground that I walk on is alive and is a part of me, you know, and, and, and all that. And there was one time I, I took a little bit more than, than I expected to, um, but it was almost like I, I could see these webs, you know, like these vibrational waves, ripples that were coming off of literally everything. And they all had like a color to it. Um, and even in my hands, you know, just like between my fingers, all these vibrations and see, I'm like, is this like the building blocks of reality? This is like the, like I'm my seeing the quantum world. You know what I mean? Like, cause I would reach out and like, try, like, can I talk, but it would just move around me as if I was a part of it, but it was all coming from me, you know? Um, and seeing that, like that really connects me. And I want that feeling. I want that level of connectedness without having, to use the substance, you know, I'd want that level of connectedness all the time. I mean, I love the substance, you know, I yeah. think, I think it is magical um, and, and, and beneficial. And I think all the research coming out now is showing that, but I also believe that I can have that without it, you know, that level of, of connection with the world and with myself and with the universe. Yeah. Yeah. My experience when I do drugs and reach new levels is it's like, it's like the first blazing, the first trail, right. In my brain. And it's like, okay, we're going to show you what's possible, right? Here we go. We're going to blaze it. And then you're going to have to still go back and do the work. Yes. Like you still have to do the healing. You still have to do the meditating. You still have to do it. like, but we're going to yes. show you like, this is where you're going. This is what's possible. And that's, I think really valuable because when we like pursue personal growth and development, it's like walking a foggy path. You don't really know how to get to the next 
And so it's so great to have a substance that's like, okay, flags out here. You see the mountaintop? Okay, now you know where you're going. Start heading that way. And you're like, oh, whew, good. I have some direction. Yes. Yeah. Like just because like as when the trip is over, it doesn't mean that the the learning and the growth is over. Like I, it's it's carrying those lessons that that come to mind into your now daily life. Yep. Um, and that has been, I mean, there's been like an exponential amount of growth that goes on, like where I'm seeing things and even like talking to my wife, like, you know, after 28 years, she's like, well, I know you think this. And I'm like, actually, no. And she's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the mushrooms are talking to me, you know? And, and yeah. like, so I, I like twist things around, you know, like, in fact, one of them is, is, you know, um, I used to work with a guy, he's a great guy. And, and, but he would take a lot of time off of work because he, he, he would say he had to refill as well. You know, so people like, I need a mental health thing. He's like, I have to refill my well. And I'm like, oh, I get that, you know? And then I had this experience and I had this thought, like when I'm seeing like all these lines, like, like, like spider webs, you know, you can barely see them, but then you kind of catch it and they're like everywhere. And I'm like, I, I don't have love in me. I don't have a container of love that's in this body. Like, you know, there's so much blood in my body. I know we, we make more and stuff, but you know, if it all spills out, that's a bad day, you know, but. <laughs> I don't think love is, is in us. I think love comes through us and we're just like a conduit to bring it into this direction, this direction, this direction, wherever. So we can never actually run out of it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Cause that's one of the things I've never heard somebody say, I got to take a mental health day. Um, you know, I, I need to refill my well. Like I just, I can't get pissed anymore. Like I've used up all my anger. So I got to go home and, and take, do some self-care and learn how to get pissed again. Like we always, we have an, like an infinite amount of anger inside of us, but then we have a finite amount of joy, of love, of peace and all that. And I'm like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not your direct experience of life, right? Yeah. I have a similar um, practice that I do. So mine is my, my favorite thing to do in like spring and summer is smoke weed, microdose and work in my garden all day. And right. Same kind of thing that you're saying, like nature and it's just awesome. And it's like checking in with my compass and it, yeah. I figure out what things to work on in my business, what, what conversations I need to have with people, what, like all the things are figured out as I just spend some time in nature, you know, Saturday morning. Yeah. And I think it's that's huge. exactly what we were saying in the very beginning is that it is impossible to be well if you're living this hustle culture that's sold to us. If you're yes. going and going all the time and you're working and you got this and then that is so bad for us as humans. <laughs> yes. And it is such a rebellious act right now to not do that in our culture. And I think this is what I love about like young people and van life and stuff is they're going like, F you, right? Like my well-being, there's no price for it. You're not yeah. going to suck me into this system that's going to take away my peace of mind. And I'm like, yes, yes. you guys got it. When are you going to be in power? Like keep growing up, right? Yes, yes, yes. I, I would I would love like one, one day to have one of my friends on, on here with yeah, us. That'd be like great. She, yeah, she wrote that book, like Lean Into Delusion. And it's all about like when she was a kid, she learned how to be authentic. You know, and, and the stories aren't like, 
Oh my goodness. She went through this. The stories are like, yeah, yeah. I was the secretary and, and, uh, for my, for my senior class and, and all that. And, but she uses that to show how, what she was being told she has to do is a, B and C. And she was like, no, that doesn't align with me, you know? And, and I think was I, well, we, was I talking with you? I think you might've mentioned or somebody else, but every older person should have a younger mentor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love that. Cause that that's like, she's like my Yoda, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing seeing what these younger generations and everybody like, you know, shits on the millennials. And I'm like, you know what? They got it. Yep. You know, we, we become cogs in an assembly line. That's what our lives have become a machine part get up, go to work, do the same thing over and over. And then you can have from like six o'clock until like 10 or 11 to enjoy yourself. And then you can have from 65 or 70 on, if you're lucky enough to enjoy your life. Other than that, you're just part of the machine. And now you have these kids that are breaking out, like you said, the van life and and making money on social media and stuff, you know, um, doing everything from, talking about important things to lip syncing things, but they're making money and making a living. You know, it's, it's incredible. Like what they're doing, how they're expanding and making life their own and saying, my daughter, I was, I was so proud of her. She just quit a job. She took a pay cut. She was making 57,000 a year and she took a pay cut to 42,000 a year. She working for a law firm. She's going back to a law firm. She used to work at because the place that she worked at was so toxic. Um, the the owner of the place, like even when he made a mistake, he could not accept responsibility like we were talking about. And because she was a new person, he would come out and scream at her. So yeah. she's like, she came up on her year anniversary and she's like, five days later will be the one year anniversary of the first time I cried at work. Yeah. I'm like, but like, you know, growing up, it would be like, that's what you do. You just deal with it. That's your job, you know? And she's like, yeah, she's like, I would not accept this level of disrespect from my husband or from anybody else. I am not, I don't care if you pay me. I'm not taking that level of disrespect, you know? So she went out, got, got hooked up with her old place. And now she's going to be starting at her old place, you know? Yeah. And um, I made a note because I think that that whole subject is such a great thing that it can deserve a whole show because I see that over and over again. Um, not so much in clients, but in people who come to me for free consultations, it's like, Mm -hmm. I want out of this system that I'm in and I can't see a way. And then it's, you know, them deciding they're going to believe something different and make a leap or a choice or something, or that is just not true. You can't have that. You have to stay at that job. You have to, but I feel like there's a lot of people who struggle with that and they don't know how to do it. And I think that'd be an interesting thing to talk about is when you're in yes. a bad situation, a toxic marriage, a toxic job, how do you know what's the right move to do and how do you take those moves? So let's like keep that for a future one. Cause I think that's a rich, rich conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mind is already going like through all, yeah. these, all yeah. these things. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think the, the final thing that I think about with well-being is support systems and other people is I think that humans are really designed to be tribe creatures and I think that we thrived so much more when we lived in villages and we lived with families and we lived 
And now, you know, again, what's been sold to us is like, do it on your own, you right? Individualism. And it's just not how we operate as animals. Look at all the other like herd animals. (laughs) And so actively cultivating deep, authentic relationships in your life, which is not easy, right? You got to show up vulnerable. That contributes to your well-being and that's part of the path of being well yeah yeah I think I think that is major um yeah I I was reading some neuroscience they were talking about that the two main things that ensured our survival one which blew my mind was negativity Mm -hmm. uh you know, cause when they're out hunting, you see the movement, you're like, you're looking for the predator. So you're, so you're looking for something bad to happen. And that, so that's why our mind has this negativity bias built in. And the other thing was there was an archeological dig and I um, try to find it where this was, but it was like a hundred cooking hearths and like that were all just kind of lined up everywhere, you know? And they said the hearth, because it was the place where you would cook your meat and everything, you cook your food, but everybody be around and talking. And so it was that community. Um, But yeah, community has gotten twisted where even if it's like, like, I don't like small talk. Like, I don't want to like sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, the weather's crazy. Like if I want to talk about the weather, like the weather's crazy. Like why? Like flooding is happening and then like everything is warming and like, you know, Phoenix is like 120 degrees right now. It's crazy. You know, all this stuff. Like, I want to talk about like the deep things. Um, and there was a, some guy, this Scottish guy on TikTok that's like amazing. Cause he just, he wears all the, like, like the clothes, the kilt and everything and walks up to the camera and then just talks. And I'm like, I want to be as cool as this dude. <laughs> and he did like a thing where it became a, it became like something that you can like put on your videos, like where he's like, I don't want to do small talk. I want to talk about consciousness and aliens and all this stuff, you know? And I'm like, that's what I want. And it's so hard to find that, you know, like hanging out with somebody at the mall. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we're talking about like new things that like Spencer gifts or something or whatever, I, whatever yeah. stores are still there. But like these conversations, like me and you barely know each other, but we talk like we've been friends for, for decades because we're, like you said, feeding those needs. Yes. We're both meeting needs for each other that are, that are at this very high level that we're so passionate about. Yeah. I think that is probably one of the biggest things for, for well being is having that community. Um, mm-hmm that feeds you, you know, that you can feed and that feeds you. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I'll say about that. So I was, so I'm 44 a couple of years ago. So I was like probably 42. I thought I might have ADHD. So I went to a neuropsych and it was like a four hour evaluation to get that. We're like 15 minutes in. And she's like, do you mind if I test you for autism while you're here? And my, my first response is like, Fucking no, what's wrong with you, bitch? Right now, they're like, okay, <laughs> of course I did. Right? Like, okay, okay. And it turns out that I'm autistic or on the range of high functioning autism. Yeah. The more I started reading about it and, you know, the neuropsych went over all stuff with me, I'm like, oh, I get it. This makes so much sense. And this is one of the qualities of a neurodiverse brain. And the more I dug into it, I found out that there's actually this whole movement happening right now where people who have neurodiverse brains are saying, 
you know what? Society's made for neurotypical brains and it doesn't work for us anymore. We're not gonna play by those rules. We deserve a spot at the table. This isn't a disability. This is a strength. Just because we're different, we're not bad or less than. And I'm just so excited about that because as that becomes more normalized and people with this other type of brain stop masking to be normal, I think you're going to see a lot more of those rich conversations because that's what this brain likes to do. And we need the neurotypicals too doing their thing, right? But celebrating both types of thinking, I just am so glad that the mental health movement around that is moving towards that. Yeah. It's, it's so incredible that that you said that, um, about a year ago, my mom made a joke. Cause I, I am beyond a picky eater. Um, I'm like regimented. Like I can tell you what I'm going to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Cause it's the same thing every day. And I feel so bad for my wife. She went to culinary school. <laughs> yeah. So she makes the most incredible food and especially like bake, like baking, but you can't put fruit in a cake. Like, <laughs> no, it's health food. Like, no, like, no, I want cake. Like, I don't want fruit. Um, but I didn't know that there was a thing. It was almost like autistic and autistic eating style where you're even more regimented than a, than a picky eater. And the more I read about it and, and I was learning, I was like, wow, there's some real things that I kind of connect with here. So I never went to the point where I, I went to like a neuropsych or anything. Cause I, I didn't even know how to do that. I wanted to be tested just to see, but I took some of those online tests and I, I tried to be as truthful as possible. Cause I know like you can fudge all your answers, but every time I take one, it comes up like, yeah, you should probably go get tested. You know? So I, I think there's more of that. Like you were saying more of those people that will fall onto that, like high functioning part of the spectrum, the neurodivergent, you yeah. know, and, I think we've gotten into a place in in just societal evolution where we don't have to fit into like that, that part of the machine anymore. Like we can say, all right, look, I'm free from this, you know, and the more I've embraced that and and embraced my weirdness, um, the better I feel, you know, and, and it goes right back to being authentic. Like I am authentically a strange person. Um, but I love it. Like weird is where it's at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So my husband and I have this thing we do where when the other person's talking and we are really relating, we go like, oh, yes, yes. Like, oh, because you don't want to interrupt them. They're in their magic. Right. And so we're just like, and that's what I felt like when you were doing that, like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, and that's, (laughs) I think why I really that that's what I do with clients, right? I do it with myself and with other people. When people come to me, it doesn't matter what their goal is. The path to it is knowing themselves more, accepting yes. themselves more, being yes. more weird, being more like, and it doesn't matter what your goal is. The path's the same. The answers are in here. It's just that some of us have more barriers and how do we get through those? And it's so cool that it's so cool that we don't need anything more than what we have. Like, that's a good feeling, you know? Yes. Yes. I, love it. I, I was watching a documentary on, on infinity. Um, and I was smoking at the time too. So it really blew my mind, but there, there are equations that, that work out and they work out perfect. Like the, it all, it all proves out where zero equals infinity. Nothing equals everything. 
And I think we were talking a little bit about it last time too. Like we are both the center of the, I mean, cause they, they, they say like the center of the universe is, is there is no center of the universe. It's, it's from the point of the observer. So I am at the same time, nothing and the center of the universe. Yes. And I, I think that is the most magical thing, you know, um, um, divine in everything. And at the same time, I am absolutely nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that same being, being able to be in both those places is, is part of, you know, the wellness that we're talking about where you're kind of uh, the watcher or what I just thought of is, you know, the ocean. So, you know, underneath it's like calm and then you have the waves and, uh, Leonard Cohen said, if you do not become the ocean, you'll get seasick every day. And I'm like, oh yes. Like, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. like when I become the ocean, that is, that's when it's all okay. It's so sometimes I'm watching myself and I go, you're being self-righteous in this argument with your husband right now. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. Right. And, and just kind of removing attachment from this constant judging of right, wrong, good, bad, right, wrong, good, bad. Yes. And again, going back to the experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Sadhguru, he talked about that too, where like he was talking about Christianity, the Garden of Eden. And he said, when, when, you know, Eve ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good of evil, and then Adam ate of it. Like he said that what happened was it, it gave them the ability to judge. And I was like, what? That's, I've never heard that. Like in church, he goes, yeah, now we can give meanings to things. Mm. This was bad. You know, like, like in fact, beginning of COVID, uh, my wife was involved in a hit and run, um, but she got away. So no, I'm joking. So, so someone else like hit her <laughs> and, and took off and the car was totaled. So of course I did what any, any guy should do. I flipped out, freaked out. Life is over. Oh my God. You know, all this stuff. And she's just like, Dude, would you just freaking calm down, man? Like, let's see what happens. Turns out that we ended up making a hundred dollars on the, on the car. Cause like, like they owed us a little bit back from like gap insurance that we paid for and stuff. And then we've been saving that that money that would have been a car payment and putting it into savings and now like we have more money in our savings than we ever had i'm like so it it turned out good i judged it as bad before knowing really what was going on and it turned out good so taking away that i try not to do that i try not to say oh this is good or this is bad you know i wrestle with it because i'm like of course like some things are are just bad like losing somebody or whatever but you know, it's all those little things. Like, I don't want to put into, I stub my toe. That's bad. No, it's not. It's, it just yeah. is, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the other part that I love about your story is what a freaking gift to have a partner who can hold the space for you, who doesn't get triggered when you're triggered, right? Like when you're on a roll, they don't follow you because I've had relationships like that but somebody who can is separate enough from you, right? You both have that independence and freedom in your marriage or your relationship that they can go like, look at you being silly. No, come on over here, right? And it's in a loving way and they don't judge you and they're not mad at you and blaming you. And oh, that to me is like key to a good relationship. That's what yeah. it's holding space for each other to remind each other who we really are. No, you're yeah. really you're really a star. You're a flaming bridge of, you know, like you said, come on, you forgot. 
and you're like, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, even, even I mean, I do my best to trigger her. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there was one time, like, I, I was getting some water and I was, like, in her way in, at the fridge. And she's like, you're so childish. And I'm like, no, I'm not. If I was, I would do this. And I took a sip and just went. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. She like just took her knuckle and just like knobbed me right in the chat. And like my heart skipped a beat. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, she held some space for me that day. <laughs> but that's what it like, like she'll, she'll fool around. Like she's the most playful person. And I think it's, and if you heard her story as well, like growing up, incredible, extreme poverty, no electricity, no water. Father was an alcoholic, tried to um, basically kill her and her mother. Um, in fact, her testimony put her father in prison for 10 years. And then when you ask her about her past, it's all, it, she doesn't deny the bad. Yeah. She, it's there. She knows it's there, but she's like, but this was good. This, this was good. This was good. And because her focus goes to the positive parts of her past, she's the happiest person that I grew up completely different where my parents were, you know, great parents and stuff. And I'm like, my childhood stunk. They brought me to church, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's like, seriously, dude, you know, but yeah, yeah I, think, I think my experience of that when I was a child, my family is like sweep stuff under the rug. So even yes. if you know everything's going horribly, it's like, oh, everything's great. Oh, I'm doing fine. Yes, it's wonderful. And so when I grew up, I just didn't understand because I thought, well, I get you're making the best of things or you're focusing on the positive. Like, why does this feel so gross when I witness this and I'm around this? And really, I think it's so important for people to understand the difference of pretending everything's okay and doing the work to really feel and believe and know that everything's okay. Those are that two massively different things. Yes, yes. Yeah, because I think that that's what people get caught up in. Like, all right, if I, I'm going to do gratitude and they'll be like, I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my family. <laughs> totally. And it's like, it's just words. Like, no, feel the emotion. You know, in fact, I, I read this exercise um, in that Buddha's brain book that I talk about. It was feel gratitude for five, five, five things. So um, for someone that you love, for someone that you know, an acquaintance, for yourself, for someone that you don't know, and then for someone you don't like. Mm. Every day, feel gratitude. And what I started doing is I would watch, because um, at night, I'll always go out into the garage and end and the night with a little smoke sesh and just relax. And I would, I'd watch like America's Got Talent. And again, it sounds so dumb, but like seeing like somebody do something and I'm, I would feel gratitude and, and allow myself to feel the emotion and then focus on the emotion and just let it grow inside of me. And I'd be sitting there like watching, like crying, like totally beautiful, man, you know, and, and stuff. But like now I just naturally break towards better emotional processes, you know, like naturally break to gratitude and and seeing things not as bad as they are but you know better like how they can be yeah yeah i would say if you're out there and you have a gratitude practice that hasn't brought you to your knees and made you cry like a baby you're not doing it right yes yes 
Yeah. Because when you really feel gratitude, you freaking feel it. And you're like, holy, I mean, it is, it, it's beyond your body. Like you said, with love, right? Like, yeah, so big that you can't contain it. And that causes tears in this human form, right? Ah, yeah. Yeah. And I think to, you know, to, to all, cause I'm, I keep trying to bring like, like, cause I, I'm, I'm like a rabbit trail guy. Like, and I'm like, all right, well-being, well-being. <laughs> this is the point of, of well, well-being is, is being you and being you well. Yes. You, yes. you know, it's not like, like you had said, like growing up, everything was swept under the rug and like, a ve- I, like for me, a very Christian upbringing, that's what you do. You know, wrong is wrong if you get caught, but it's not wrong if nobody knows about it, because then you just hide it, you know, and, and when you can hide it and when you can fake it, everything as well, but you feel, you feel divided. You don't feel like you align, you know, and when you, when, when you can just be yourself, flaws, weirdness, whatever it is, and, and just be like, eh, this is me, you know what I mean? Like you, it aligns with yourself. So even without the growth, you still feel so much better, you know, and you're not going to get that by being like an asshole to people, Mm-mm. you know, just, you're not like, you, but when you're kind to people, or even if you, if you have to be assertive, but you can do it in a way that you're not, you know, it's not coming across angry. Like I had, I had a guy when we played pool, I felt bad for the guy. Um, I don't know if he had like the beginning of Parkinson's. He was an older guy and he shook a lot. So I don't even know how he could play, but it was a really packed place. And, and one of the etiquettes of it is you don't stand in front of where the guy, where the person's aiming, but there was like no place for me to go. So I just was up against the wall, trying not to move. And he took a shot and he missed it horribly. And he, but he was shaking all over the place. And he like yelled at me. He's like, you're not supposed to stand in my way. And I'm like, all right, Dave, I got you, man. I'll, I'll get out of your way. So I walked like 10 feet away, um, let him shoot. He missed. And as I was walking to the table, he's like, you're not supposed to stand in front of people. And so other people on my team were like getting mad. Like they were ready to stand up and be like, shut up. You know, and like, like Dave, I wasn't in your way, man. I'm going to stay out of your way. It's, it's over, dude. I got you. You know? And I felt, I sat down and it was like the first time that I, I was assertive without angry, you know? And I was like that feel I the level of control yes I felt was amazing yes you know and that's the thing it's all about just being you being authentic being vulnerable and not hiding from all that stuff yeah yeah I think since we're about it an hour I think being you well is a great way to end it but I also I just have to acknowledge you for something like when we talked about how your wife holds the space for you and how great that is in a partnership, like that's what you just told a story about how we can hold place for or hold space for people in our lives. And that power of that, no man, we're fine. This is where we are right now. We're cool. Right. And people feel your energy and they're like, okay. Right. And how we can constantly wow. remind people and bring people back to who they really are by holding that space for them, right? So like when you told that story, I'm like, oh, you're doing that, the same thing your wife does for you for other people and that's cool as hell. Wow, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that, but yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, wow, all right, so I'm like, oh, wow, I did more than I thought, like I'm awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And we got, we came up with a definition for wellness or well-being, being being Yes. I'm totally behind it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Do you have any last minute comments before we stop the recording or? I'm, I, yeah, I'm enjoying this. I, I, I am, I am so enjoying this and I, I want, I, I don't know. I want to see like more and more people get on board, seeing the comments coming in, you know what I mean? People totally. joining us. Yeah. Like this is, this is, I, I bet I was looking forward to it. Still like that nervousness and stuff, but yeah. like, as soon as we start talking, I'm just like, nope, we're good. We're good. Like, yep. This is completely aligned. This, this is like well-being for me. Yes. I feel the same way. Like there's this, my my doer brain is like, you need to prepare and know what you're talking about and doing that. But then I just arrive and it it's all fine, right? It happens yes. in the flow. And I think that's what you and I both wanted because that's where the magic is. There's something to be discovered in yes. every single place. And so, yes. yeah, it's really cool. And yeah, I was thinking if, if you have people you want to invite, like, let's go ahead and do that. Or if we see people on social media and we're like, hey, check out this video. If you like it, you know, let us know if you want to be on, you think a similar way or something. We can start kind of cultivating that. I think that'd be super fun. And it would help us reach other audiences and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah in fact, um, yeah, I'll send you, I'll start making a list of people that I'm, okay. I'm thinking of, because I'm, I'm thinking of our, my friend, Danielle, who she's the millennial, you know, and like, can really talk about that. So like you, you said you're in your, I'm like 48. So like yeah. a couple of, what are we Gen Xers or something? I can never remember. Yeah. Like, I don't think our generation like cared about like the, the labels, but um, you know, and then even, even this other, this other lady, if she'd be up for it, like a, a new coach coming in, you know, um, yeah, I can see this thing just growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And being like, so, so powerful and so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. So all we got to come up with is like an official name. And the, I almost did this funny thing this morning where I had like a little music and I was like, chasing thoughts. Like, ah, that'd be awesome yeah make our little like podcast intro right yeah do it all do it all. My Red Bull. <laughs> yes we'll start we'll start trying to get sponsors out like i'll be eating doritos like showing all the things oh that's awesome that's super funny well thanks keith that was uh that was super awesome thank you for listening to the chasing thoughts podcast Please support us by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review or comment. We would really appreciate it. If you'd like to be a guest, we would love to explore life and what it means to be human with you. Please email us at chasingthoughtspodcast at gmail.com.